Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about something called metacurrency, which I had to ask Saul, what does that mean? Metacurrency. Uh, it is a a new, well, not new, right? Not new at all. Okay. It is a way of giving players the ability to break the rules in a certain way. That may be a... A slightly exaggerated idea. Well, okay, and not break the rules, but be able to ignore certain rules of, of that is normally used. And a lot of newer games use them. Uh, I really like the ability to use them when I'm a player. And different games use this idea of a meta currency in different ways. I think the first time that I ever saw what a meta currency was was when we were playing the your Monterey Dresden game. Right. You gave everybody a couple of actual poker chips. Yeah, it's called fate chips. And you and you told us that they were fate chips and that we could use them if we failed at something or if we wanted to to change something or if we needed to re-roll or wanted to change how the dice because in that game you use the the plus and minus dice right right so that was that was the first time i had ever really heard it called fate points or meta currency or yeah when i ran monterey dresden because i used the fate system and the fate system has fate chips it is a natural part of the game and what happens is this mechanic and almost every mechanic like it whether you call it bennies, plot points, fate chips, uh, momentum, momentum, it is a way of saving the player's bacon a lot of the times, or giving them a, a chance to be epic in their successes, right? Or those clutch rolls when you when the when the adventure is at a point where this roll really could use some help, and I really want to try to make it. So that's how currency works. Now, some are really integral to the game, like Fate. Fate is this, like, that's the way the game rolls, right? You, you, the GM gets Fate points, gives Fate points, and it's this trade back and forth between the player and the GM. Where other games, it's like you get two fortune points, and that's it. And like and I think if Feng Shui uses fortune points and stuff like that, and once those p points are gone, they're gone for good, or at least until the next session or something significant happens. Shadowrun has a essence, right? Yeah, I don't know. No, I think essence is how human you are. I think I read it wrong this morning. You're right. That essence is how human you are. But they have also a save your bacon mechanic. They do. And yeah. it has specific rules. Like if your dice roll, you can, it tells you, you can spend this point and you only get like, like, I think I have five of them. Because you're human. Yeah. So it depends on your race. And, and then you can say, okay, this is the, and it tells you exactly what you can do. Because it's old school game, right? It gives you. This is what, ha when you spend this, this is what you can do. You can either do this, this, or this. It gives you three different things. Yeah, it is an old, well, the Shadowrun is an old game, but it, its additions have gone through quite a bit of changes. But yeah. And I don't know, I can't remember how much the changes have been, 
But I'm pretty sure that, not the essence, but that luck or that mechanic has been there since the very beginning. I was reading a, for COC or Call of Cthulhu that luck in Call of Cthulhu, that's what they call it, right? Yes. And the, the person said, you can use luck to help your roles where you're just off by a few points and you and you literally use your luck until you run out of luck and then you have no more luck. And then that's when you start to lose your sanity more. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing's going to stop from stop. The sanity loss, right? Right in the Call of Cthulhu game, because but you, but your luck can put it off or help I mean, you do a couple of things. I don't even remember using luck in the Call of Cthulhu. If I had luck, I would have saved myself in that game. You, I think you don't. You didn't have very much luck. Oh. You only get it a little bit. I would have just tried when the guy blew my head off. Yeah. Well. Anyway, yeah. you turned into a demon or something. Yeah. Oh, got possessed. Yeah. <laughs> that was sucked. Okay, so meta currency. Uh, why are we talking about it? Well, somebody posted on Facebook, and I read the f- Facebook post, and he was kind of negative about Facebook. I mean, Facebook. He was negative about the meta currency. How a lot of new design, a lot of new designers, game designers, and a lot of new games have this built-in meta meta currency and call it whatever you want. And he thought it was a he didn't like that play style. He liked the old play style, like you just whatever the whatever that is on your paper, and with no luck, no plot points, and if the dice are cruel, the dice are cruel, and there's no nothing to save your bacon. And I played that game. I played that game back in the days, D and D, A D and D, and original D and D. And when I was about twelve, eleven or twelve. My brother killed me with a ray of death. I killed my character, I should say. And I was pretty upset. upset. I was pissed off, actually, because I, you know, I was like eighth level or something. And there was no resurrection at that time because it was like we needed a ton of money. And though we probably were, could have resurrected me, I don't know why I was so upset. But I was anyway, I was so upset because I failed the saving throw. Death ray, boom, he throws a death ray, some cleric does. I try to make my saving throw. I rolled low, you know, my fault, I guess. And boom, I'm dead. Instant death. Mm. <laughs> and, I, then, and then my brother goes, that's, that's just the way the rules say. And let me tell you, I was livid and upset. And I'm like. Why? Why does that happen? Well, I, at the time, I was just mad, right? I'm like, whatever. And then. Uh, I forget. I forget what happened. I think you know this was original D and D, maybe A D and D, and I don't remember the rules. Actually, I don't own the rule books anymore. But uh, but it was it was if you got resurrected, you would lose a point of constitution, and my constitution's already low. And then there's a percentage chance that you wouldn't make it. You know, the resurrection process was like traumatic to your body. And it was another die roll, and it was like you know fifty thousand gold or some bull crap like that. Anyway, I've experienced. I played that way, and it was fine. And I got over it after a while. And I don't. I don't honestly. And you moved on. I don't honestly. I don't remember if they resurrected me or not. But I remember we just kept playing. When you talked about this topic, and I was reading about it, I read uh, a person who you, later you told me was a game designer said that. It depends on how you want your players to enjoy the game, how you, what you want your game to be about. Is it about 
a lot of newer games and all games, obviously, because that was original D&D or AD&D, people are attached to their player characters. You become attached to your player right. character. And do you want this person to have rolled up a, a character and you kill it off because they're first level and they get hit by oh, yeah. something, right? And then they have to re-roll their character. Do you want that to happen? Is that the kind of game that you want? Or do you want to have an intervention... And like I was talking to a couple, a chance, a, a chance yeah. right? I was talking to a couple of uh, GMs yesterday, and one was saying, you know, when players get to a certain level, the thing is, how do you? They're invested in their character, and you are pulling your punches because you're rolling really, really well, and you're going to kill these people, like the whole party. So as the GM. You're pulling your punches so you because they're invested in their characters. That's what he was saying. Mm. And he was telling me that they have high armor classes and stuff like that. So when you get to a certain level, the monsters or magicians or whatever's coming at them has higher stuff, right? Their their weapons are do much more damage. So he goes, So if you're rolling really really well, do you want it would be nice to have the players be able to to put out a chip and say, Oh, well, I would like to to change that role, or I would like to have a chance to to succeed at this, right? Instead of the GM having to go, well, okay. I mean, they're rolling behind the screen, so you don't see that you're you've died five times in this episode, and I'm telling you, you didn't. Or <laughs> do you allow the the people to see what you're rolling and allow them to use their fate points or whatever to? To be able to adjust so there's not a total party kill because the GM doesn't want to do that, right? That's what he was saying. There's all kinds of stuff unpacked in that in that short statement. One, I used to be exactly like that. I used to pull punches when I thought when I thought that the combat was going against the characters, and I had to get myself away from that way of thinking for myself. I know this is kind of a we're going a little bit off topic, only because I would I would say there's always a chance that characters could try to get away if the fight is just too much stop the fight and i think there's all kinds of things you can do to, to try intervene to intervene in that exit exit the fight yeah. in, a, in a way that's going to be successful now if you're facing let's say for example your party's up against a dragon the dragon is a big powerful thing and it is pounding you and the characters try to escape now, if they're in the in the lair of the dragons, dragon's lair, they could try to get out and get out of the lair. But let's say you're out in the open, and this dragon's upset, and it will chase you no matter what. So it, it all depends on the circumstances. Uh, I understand not wanting to have a t total party kill. I've never had one. I have never DM'd a total party kill, and and at the I would say a long time ago, it was because I would intervene and not let it happen. Then later on, I'm like, okay, guys, learn that some things are not going to be, you're not going to be able to handle. You should either avoid them or tackle it from a different way. Now, you got that message, but I'm, sure, I'm not sure certain players in my group got that message because they, they would go ahead and antagonize the dragon no matter what. Luckily for them, the way I had written the adventure, that dragon was hobbled in a certain way. He couldn't leave his lair by some magical means. And the players didn't know that. So at one point, 
I think you were like, get the heck out of there, right? Because one of the, the rogue went in and tried to steal gold from the mm-hmm. dragon. And you're like, that's a dumb idea. And I agree. It was a dumb idea. And I blasted him and, and I blasted him with some fire. And I think he was able to dodge really good because he's a rogue. Right. And But he still got singed quite a bit because he took fourth damage. And it was more than half his hit points. So he decided to, to leave. To leave. Right. And then at that point, they realized that. He was stuck in that cave by magical means. Because he didn't come out and kill all of them. Because they didn't come out and kill all of you. Okay, so I understand that point of view. And I think I think as a GM, you, you, you have to grow. He's kind of a young GM, I think you were talking to. and that's no, the, it was an old GM. Oh, really? And, and at that point, I'm like, I don't think I, I would do that anymore because, because it kind of, what is it they say? That was one of the points that the person who posted this metacurrency says, if death is not on the table, and I'm using my friend's version of that, then they don't aren't afraid of dying. And so there's no, like... Consequences. Consequences, right. They know that they're invincible when they go in. And it's kind of like, how fun is that game? But when you're worried about, you know, I think, and I think... When I run games where they, the players know that I'm not pulling any punches because I'm rolling on the table. I don't roll behind the screen anymore. The only thing behind my screen, if I ever use one, are my notes. And I don't never even use. Screen. I don't even use screens anymore, hardly. And the only reason I, I use a screen now is because if I'm playing a newer game, a lot of the rules are there, and you know I don't have uh, the rules memorized like I do for other games. So I'm rolling dice on the table, and my players know that. Okay, the battle's going against us. What are we gonna do? Oh, they don't automatically just keep fighting, thinking, "Well, Saul's gonna save my bacon." So you know, Saul never kills a character. And there was been a couple fights where it was close, and you guys were worried. I, I think it was probably D and D, and it was like a close fight. And I think like Steve was down to like ten hit points. The only one that had a lot of hit points was probably Augustine and Allen, yeah. and everybody else was just smoked. It was like. They were down to the, like, out of uh, like 70 or 80 hit points, they were down to like the teens. I never have 70 or 80 hit points. Some of the characters, not you. You're a squishy wizard. So I think that was one of the arguments that this poster had about metacurrency is that it's too easy to survive. So therefore, there's no, there's, there's no, uh, there's no possible, not according to him, there's no possibility or very slight possibility of death. And when death is off the table, then. It's not it's it's not real or it's not as exciting. And I agree. I agree with the fact that if death is not on the table or is not even going to have a very good chance, then I, I agree that the, the characters are running wild. It's like Disneyland or whatever. But I don't run games that way anymore. I think that death is always on the table, according to Shannon. Um, <laughs> and when... Ian was the other other person that I was talking to yesterday, and he said that for any kind of a Benny or a, a, a fate point or whatever you want to call it, that is to allow your character, because you're a heroic character most of the time, whatever you're playing, Shadowrun or whatever, these plot points or momentum or whatever, it just gives you a chance to succeed. Yes. You you may die horribly at your attempt, but at least you had that opportunity to try to get out of what you did or to try to make what you want to do happen. Right. Save the party or something. Yeah. 
<clears throat> no, I agree. I, I so I disagree with the original post on a number of things, right? So I don't know. I don't think that the newer uh, game designers, RP role playing game designers, are ch- are cheap and lazy because I think that the poster just said that to annoy people. annoy people because <laughs> that that's not that's not a constructive criticism. I I don't know. I mean, I disagree with this guy quite a bit. And a lot of it, a lot of it comes that he's 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 an older guy. He's like my age, if not a little bit older. So I mean, he's been playing a long time, and I understand that that homage or feeling that that's the way it was played, that's the way it should be played. He, at the very first, he goes, "I don't like this new wave of metacurrency." I think it was metacurrency is what he called it. This new wave of of so many games coming out with all these meta plots or, or not meta plots, currencies, meta currencies. And he kind of sounded like an old grognard, right? It was like, oh, I don't even want to play OSR games. You know? But I think he really wanted to just have a discussion about it. Yeah, no, and, and, and I think that's that's fine. And I, I, I have, he does post a lot and he does have a lot of discussions. And, and a lot of discussions are, are worthwhile having. This one had a lot of, of responses, a lot of them. And a lot of responses were like, well, I, I disagree with you. I like metacurrencies. It doesn't... C- c- doesn't make that characters don't die and you know they would and the idea examples. was was that it, it breaks you out of um oh it breaks you out of immersion immersion in the game it, like it it stops the role-playing aspect and it depends on the game right if it's a simula if it's a, a simulation game like D and you're using a advantage disadvantage or you're you're saying i would like to re-roll that dice is there something i can do that is going to mitigate these circumstances that's a simulationist game, right? But like, if you're playing Feng Shui and you use a what do they call them, Feng Shui? Fortune. A fortune, then you're doing it to try to you're doing you could be doing it in character, right? My character wants to do, or I'm going to try. I, that didn't work, so I'm going to try to run up that wall again and. Or so describe why he gets a second chance. Right. They get a second chance at doing whatever, or why something. Happens. It doesn't have to take you out of the out of the. And by the same measure, if you're talking about what your character is doing, because he was talking the difference between player actions and character actions, and in basically using meta currency, the player is doing something with the GM to have an effect in the game. And the character is not doing anything, but then again, it, it, if you if you really dig down to it, what about uh, what about combat? The player is rolling the dice and it has nothing to do with swinging a sword or casting a spell in in the game. So I mean, it gets really ridiculous sometimes when you try to compare what's going on. <clears throat> Ultimately, I, I there was a lot of people who came up with a lot of points about having characters die too easily. In games, and a lot of a lot of people were like me. There was a there was a one poster who said, "I played in those games. I was a first level wizard with two hit points. I had one spell. I died constantly, and it sucked. It sucked a lot, and I didn't like that. And I wouldn't want to play that game again today. And I totally agree with that. I mean, I I was lucky. Or maybe my brothers." Dodge the rules, or will fudge the rules, or fudge the die rolls, because I had a I had a wizard in in original D and D who made it to eighth level until he got the ray of death, 
but he made it past first level, second level, and he was never, he didn't have a ton of hit points because all I got was a freaking four-sided die for hit points with a constitution bonus, which probably wish I didn't have one. So I was greatly protected by my fellow uh, players. And then there was another, another post that was made about Epic Games, right? The, the, I think it was, uh, I forget what game it was, but it was billed as a high epic fantasy game. And then, and then the person said, well, if you p- try to play that way, you're going to be playing crippled characters, missing arms, legs, eyes, and trying to get uh, experience and money to cure your missing legs, your <laughs> eyes and stuff. And she goes, and that was, that was if you try to play the way the rules say, not the rules, but the game says it's supposed to be played, but in the actual rules, they were punishing Right. So obviously there was a disconnect there and 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 that happens too. I mean when when I I play when I when we play, I should say, Feng Shui, this is high cinematic action and it indeed is that because character death isn't really on the table very right, much. If you ever watch a, a Hong Kong action film, literally, I don't remember which film that was, but you see the bullets, the person the bullets are going around the person. And that's how I think of Feng Shui, right? Right. You're, you have some, you know, crazy ability that the bullets are going to go around you. Oh, you're so fast and you're yeah. dodging bullets. You're dodging. You're literally right. dodging. Or you have a sword and you're hitting the bullets yeah. to the side. And in Feng Shui, they also talk about character death because indeed, indeed it will happen or it can happen. But they, they say in the rules, it says, make sure that the character dies. Heroic. Right. It's, it's, and, and, and in Feng Shui, you're not going to get hit by a stray bullet. It's going to do 80 points of damage, and you instantly die. And it's funny because in the game, it says no matter how much damage they take, it, it, they could take a huge amount of damage. Let's say they're already hit down to like 10 hit points. I don't know if they use you, hit points. You, you check off the little things on the bottom of your sheet. Yeah, they're like hit points or something. But let's say you take some massive damage. It says you have... You, and it tells you to do this. It says you have your flashback scene where you, the character, the player, goes through, tells the group what's, what he's seen, you know, flashbacks of his life. And then he's able to do something in, in, his, in the death throes to save the party or to, to continue the fight for one round and have an impact. And I think that's, that's amazing. And I think that's the way that game is built. It's, it's true the way they wrote the rules and it's included. And I think that's what nor- normal, that's what modern games are doing is they know people get in- highly invested in games. I mean, in their, their character, characters, not just game, but in their character and suffering a death merely because you missed a saving throw or somebody just rolled massive critical is, is not fun. Well, and I think meta currency helps with that right you can either i'm sorry can i use this chip to re-roll my dice or can i make that not happen but also there's different ways that metacurrency is used like conan is is a great one where or any d20 game or two d20 game where you either get momentum or you can push your rolls right and you give doom out you can give the the gm a doom yeah so 
it works in your favor and your detriment, right? You can right. push it so that you can do something, but then the GM has extra dice to roll or extra. He gets to go first his, right. or different different things like that. Yeah, he can do different things. And I use that. I used to go. I used that to go first a lot of times. Yes, because it matters in Conan. Right. Right. And I and when I would pull that Doom chip out, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go first, and they're like, oh. But it, but it, but that that makes the game more exciting. Right, because they know I'm gonna try to. Yeah. Mess them up, and I think I mean I I, I like 2D20 system, I, even though it is a meta currency, and but I like the explanations, momentum, that in itself tells you what's going on when for example in most games if you do really well on a roll wow okay you did really well big deal you maybe you do double damage but let's say you do you know your rolls are really good there's nothing you could do with that with that going above and beyond right in the momentum there's a pull where you put a chip in I use dice just to make it easy, and and what happens is other people can use that chip to because you're rolling okay two d twenty system you roll d twenties two two d twenties right so uh, you but you roll d twenties so what I do is I have a cup and I write momentum on it and anytime there is a they roll are successful they're able to do the the whatever they're trying to do but if they they get more successes than they need then the extra successes can be put into that pool and other players can use it. And I like the idea that they call it momentum because the party as a whole is gaining momentum. It's getting the luck or whatever. Right. It's, it's, it's You see your friend has done something great and then right. it, it inspires you to it, do correct. something great. And you get to take that dice. And the momentum pool is, is a cool is a cool idea because then everybody goes, are you going to use the momentum? And you're thinking, should I use it? Am I going to be successful at this roll? Because I have an extra thing. I get to roll three D20s instead of two, right? Right, right. Or should do I? am I going to need it? And if I don't make it, am I going to die? Or am I going to... Yeah, there's all kinds of things. There's all kinds of things that go into it. Do I want to give it to the person who has less abilities than I do or their abilities aren't as good, right? Right. So you all choose. And everybody, whenever anybody gets the extra, you put it in. And then, like me, I always use it because <laughs> usually I don't have as much abilities as... I really like the idea of momentum, and, and it makes sense to me that if the party is rolling real well, then the tide of fortune is with is them. Is with them. Right. And sometimes you're rolling really crappy, and you're, that all that momentum is gone, right, because everybody's used it. And yeah, that's just the way, yeah. And then when you see that momentum pool is empty, then you know things are kind of going against you. Yeah, so the idea of momentum in that sense to me makes sense. It doesn't break me out of this... What is it? The, the, it doesn't break me out of immersion of the game. And I think that was one of his this poster's biggest gripes, that it breaks you out of immersion by using these points that somehow don't even have to be explained in, in the game. The, the one comment that I thought was really odd was that this is a new thing. Yes, yes. And then I'm like going, but... I don't think that's true. Right. And Shadowrun is an old game. It has it. Call of Cthulhu has it. It's an old game. Yeah. Top Secret had stuff called Fate and Fame. Fame, yes. That was 1980. So I don't think that it's a new thing. Yeah, I think he made a mistake in that sense. And and I think he kind of he backtracked a little bit. But he did say, well, 
he he basically said that a lot of newer designers, a lot of newer, more newer games, more newer games, a lot of new games are using that kind of mechanic. And I, I think the the one of the posters, maybe a game designer said, well, it depends. Maybe we've learned a little bit how yes. invested people are in their characters, right. and we want to give them the opportunity to be able to keep that character instead of having to re-roll your first-level wizard five times until you make it through. Because <laughs> people aren't going to want to play if they have to do that, right? It's And it, it's a game... People spend a lot of time creating these characters, unless it's a yes. an easily created character game. Like... Um, Tales from the Loop, and then you don't kill off the kids, right? That's not the goal of the game because you're playing kids, right? And this isn't so much later that when they become teenagers that, or older teenagers, I should say, that death is on the table. Yeah, you're not going to put death on the table for ten year olds because then people are not going to play in your game, right? And I think, yeah, a lot of posts, and I agree with a lot of posts that countered his thoughts. On the on this idea of meta currency, and and there was a lot of them that I really that really touched bases with me because I am just like a one that one post who said I've been there when my characters died left and right, and and a lot of people get invested in their characters, it, it, and, it, and it happened back then, but it was just like okay, it's just something you had to deal with, and so uh, and that also took you out of playing the out of. Out of role playing, right? If you're standing in front of a door in a dungeon and everybody has to roll to try to unlock it, whether they have the skill or not, because the person with the skill couldn't do it. And you cannot move from that spot because, and the GM's just saying, okay, you have to try again. Yeah, it, it sucks. And it, it doesn't always have to do with death, it sometimes has to do with you're stuck somewhere. Right. And you're trying to figure something out. Or you're trying to break into a safe and there's people looking for right. you. Things like that, right? It, it helps to move the game along with the meta currency versus everybody has to roll. Yeah, somebody can say, you know what? I'm going to bust this door down here. Yeah. It's chip. I'm just going to grab my axe and chop off the, the lock. Yeah. And boom. Versus, yeah. Cause, I'm gonna, yeah, target the lock, whatever. So that that actually moves the game forward and, and doesn't doesn't inhibit the role playing, right? I don't think so, and I think, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I was I was surprised at his, at the original poster staunchness, and and all these people I thought had made some very good points, and I agreed with most of them, and some of them must have been my age or or older because they were talking about A D and D and how how much it sucked that they kept dying, and I and or the total party kill. How many people have? I was surprised at how many people have been in total party. I've never been in one, except for once, only lately, in the last five years. And I've never GM'd one, except for Alien. And even in Alien, some of them lived. lived. So there you go. So I think when when you equate uh, this old style of, of gaming without any any chance of saving the character's bacon, I think it's just... It's for people to be able to have a chance to save the character and continue having fun, and then, and then even with the meta currency, if that happens, they go well. At least I had a shot to save my character, and it didn't happen. So the fates were really against me. The fates were against that character. It's easier to accept, other than oh, a straight arrow kill hits me in the head, triple quadruple damage, I'm dead. 
it was fascinating to see the back and forth between the poster and the people who responded. And there are some people who agreed with them. You know, they, they agreed with this. I like that old style of playing. Men were men, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. It, it, that wasn't a very good argument. And the kind of arguments to me were very well thought up, thought out. And they were very uh, clearly uh, written. And I thought it was, the, I, and I agree with them most. And I think metacurrencies are here to stay. I don't think they're terrible for your game. I don't think they're, they break immersion. It depends on how you use them, right? It depends on how you phrase it or how the game itself uses them in the game. And a lot of them are used very, very, very cleverly and it's in you know it's integral to the game it's just not something that comes out of left field and says oh i'm just gonna whatever here's a fate point i or whatever plot point and i get to i got a wand of fireballs and i'm gonna fire no that does not happen right so i like the meta currencies because i think it gives you the chance to be epic if that's the kind of game you want to run and i think that people in general they may or may not like it, but a lot of people do want to keep that character alive or allow their character to do things because they invested a lot of time into to and and they they're invested in it emotionally, right? Yes. And a lot of and I'm always surprised at how invested people are into their characters <laughs> emotionally because I look at the character and sure it's it's a nice character, but I know that it could die at any time and I can make a new one, but. The idea of making the death meaningful, like in Feng Shui or things like I think it's a more of a I don't want to say sensitive, but it it gives the it gives people more of a chance to okay well if I do die at least I got to check second op- opportunity to try to to not do that right 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 or I can use my death as a a way to save my party that kind of thing and I think. Th- and I, one commenter said, well, the fact that a lot of designers are using metacurrency tells you that they're able to read the public, read what the people want, and they're including them because that's what the kind of gameplay that new players want to play. And, you know, it, it is a way of, of giving people what they want. If, 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 if meta currencies were not popular and people didn't like them, you wouldn't see so many with meta currencies coming out. So it's the exact opposite. So I think as a designer, you want to sell as many games as you want, as you can, and be successful in that sense. So you design a game that's going to be popular, you think, hopefully. I didn't think of it that way, but there you go. <laughs> I was just thinking that, you know, that's a good idea. That's a good point that the designers do want to sell their games. Right. And they and they can and that's what one person said, they can read the room, right? They know. That's, yeah. They know they they're, they're they're trying to please people as best they can or get people invested in the game, right? Right. And and uh, those days of uh, of instant death and and meaningless death are are definitely going out the window. And like I said, it's not all about death, right? No. It's no. it's about being successful. Being successful, moving the game along, allowing right. your character to to do things that you think they should be able to do or you have a chance to do it, right? Right. And being a chance of being spectacular yeah. or, or being epic is one of the ways is or heroic is is a 
another way of putting it. And I think that's what people want. I mean, we, I don't want to play accountants and, and I don't know, what's, what's another one? Accountants and... I don't know, but I take offense at that remark. <laughs> accountants and bean counters. I take offense RPG, at that remark, too. RPG. Okay, Stan, uh, do this what are we going to do about these EPS reports? <laughs> I do that at work. Thank you very much. The TPS reports are unreadable today. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I think uh, I really, I mean, the problem is I like a lot of uh, games that have that mechanic. The mechanics make it more interesting. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. things like momentum or or you can, even in the old, old style games like Shadowrun, they give you this opportunity that you know, you failed, so here's your opportunity. You can do this, this, or this. Right, right. And I think uh, when uh, people when people tell you what they want, they tell you by buying the stuff. They pay. They tell you by spending money. Yeah. And you know, those games are, are well, they're all over my freaking uh, book bookshelves. That's a different story. <laughs> So go out there and play some games. Meta currency uh, is it anti RP? I don't think so. I think it makes it for a more exciting game. Uh, people uh, are able to save the characters a little easier. It doesn't make it impossible to kill characters or anything like that. GMs can do that anytime. It doesn't, you know, and they can ignore meta currencies and stuff like that. And I think, uh, I think. Because there's so many out there, I think that's what most people want. To, that's the style that most people want to play. So there you go. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And you have a good day.